It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for Community Conversations. Let's welcome Cammie Carlisle. Thanks so much for tuning in to Radio Talking Book Service. Right now it is time for Community Conversations. And today our guest is Matt Jetter. And we're going to talk a Medicare Advantage. We're going to talk Medicare, all kinds of good stuff. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. What a lovely day. Yes, it is gorgeous. Now, Matt, it is that time of the year. So tell us before we get too far into our conversation, for those maybe just learning about Medicare and Medicaid, what is the difference? Well, the difference... Medicare, people get Medicare when they turn 65 or if they're under 65 and they've been collecting Social Security disability for 24 months. Unless you have like end-stage renal disease or Lou Gehrig's disease, you get it sooner. Okay. Medicaid is based on income and sometimes assets. So in Nebraska, they uh, passed Medicaid expansion a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. for mainly people under 65 that don't have any other health care. Okay. And it's only based on monthly income. That's a monthly thing. So people can enroll in Medicaid or Medicaid expansion monthly. Okay, got it. Monthly. But right now is a special enrollment period? For Medicare. Medicare. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of different enrollment periods for Medicare. Okay. So, for example, under 65, if you don't qualify for Medicaid expansion, you don't have a group health plan, Mm -hmm. you can go on the Affordable Care Act. And that enrollment period is November 15th to January 15th. Got it. Okay. Medicaid expansion, they look at your income. So if you had income last month and this month you don't, you could apply for Medicaid expansion. They're just looking at this current month. Okay. Where the Affordable Care Act looks at your annual income to decide if you qualify for a subsidy. For Medicare, there's the annual enrollment period. That's October 15th to December 7th. Okay. So every year, Medicare says for everybody who picks an Advantage plan in a certain county, Mm -hmm. Medicare will pay that insurance company every month. Got it. Okay. Insurance company goes back, says, do we want to be, for example, in Douglas County? What kind of plan design do we want to offer? And do we need to charge more than what Medicare pays us? Okay. So that's from October 15th to December 7th every year. Somebody can make a change. Got it. That's for changes. Okay. Now, or enroll. Enroll, okay. Now, right now, though, is this right? So a couple of weeks, uh, listeners can make changes to the Medicare Advantage plan until March 31st. Is that right? Correct. Okay, so that's what we're talking about then. Well, it's to March 31st that they can make a change. The first quarter, so from January 1st to March 31st, people can make a one-time change in their Advantage plan. So if they have original Medicare and a supplement, it doesn't apply to them. Okay, but if they've elected an adva- if they're enrolled in an advantage plan, they can either switch to a different advantage plan or they can go back to original Medicare. Why would somebody want to go back to the original? Um, so with the advantage plans, there's roughly, you know, again, they vary by county, 35 in Douglas County. Okay. There's about eight of those are for people with Medicare, Medicaid. So okay. you have to have both Medicare and Medicaid to be eligible for those. Okay. But somebody might want to go back to original Medicare. Mm -hmm. So on all the Advantage plans, they're all private insurance companies. Okay. They're all network-based, and they're managed care. So sometimes people would prefer to be back on original Medicare. So a lot of times, if you look at it like a sheet of paper, Mm -hmm. on the left-hand side, people have 
Part A of Medicare, they buy Part B. Okay. Medicare says they should add a prescription drug card. They don't have to, but if they don't, they'd get penalized later. Oh, okay. The clock starts ticking when you have your Part A. Got it. So some people are still working if the group's over 20 lives, and you should always check with your employer and the insurance company to make sure... But those people typically don't have to sign up for Medicare, not even Part A. If they do sign up for Part A, starts the clock ticking saying, do you have Medicare-credible drug coverage? Okay. Not just do you have drug coverage, but is it Medicare-credible? Okay. And so that happens a lot. Somebody goes to work. They said, I'm not taking any medications. I've covered by my group plan. If it's a... HSA, a health savings account, Mm -hmm. they're not supposed to contribute to that anymore once they start their Part A. Ah, okay. So what are some of the changes that folks may want to make right now? Because they've got till March 31st. So some of the things they could change? They could, like I said, they could pick a different Advantage plan if they thought one, if they liked one better than the one they're currently on. Okay. But when they do that, their out-of-pocket starts all over. So if they've been in the hospital and they've got some, you know, Mm -hmm. hospital per day co-pays they've already paid for, they switch to a different Advantage plan, they're out of pocket. It's going to start all over again. Oh, that's good to know. What are some of the advantage, do you think, uh, uh, for folks being enrolled in Medicare Advantage? There was one other enrollment period I was going to say. So sometimes Medicare says people can get a one-time trial right period with the Advantage plan for up to 12 months. Okay. So that's either if they pick it when they first turn 65, meaning their Part A, B, in the Advantage plan, effective dates all line up. Okay. Or if they drop a supplement. So I run across a lot of people, they might be 67 years old. Mm-hmm. 68 years old, they're going to stop working. They're going to go to Medicare. If they'd go with an Advantage plan right then, mm-hmm. they would not get a trial right period on the Advantage plan. Okay. If they went with a Medicare supplement... And then down the road, decided I'll try the Advantage plan. They'd get a 12-month trial period. Okay. So if somebody went to the Advantage plan for the first time, January 1st of 2024, any time during 2024, it would be guarantee issue to go back to the supplement they had. Got it. Okay. They only get it once. But uh, sometimes that comes into play. You Hopefully, they know better before they'd sign up that something was coming up, but you know always know. Right, right. And I've seen the paperwork. It's a lot to read. So talk to us a little bit more about the supplement plans. Like, what are they and what do they cover? And is the time right now then to make the changes to these plans? So with a Medicare supplement, Mm -hmm. so back on the left side of the page, A and B, a drug card, you pay for your own dental and eyewear, or you add a plan. Okay. The Medicare supplement fills the gaps in A and B. Okay. So it used to be a few years ago, everybody would sign up for a Plan F. Mm-hmm. Pretty much you go to the doctor or hospital, you're not left with a bill. Oh. Okay. So a few years ago, Medicare said, if your Part A is effective January 1st, 2020 or after, you can no longer elect a Plan F. Oh. So if your Plan A was effective before then, you still can buy one. Okay. So there's not a whole lot of new people going on to a Plan F. Okay. I think the I just was reading over some things that last year, the people that picked Medicare supplements, about half picked a plan G. So the only difference between a plan F 
in a plan G is you pay the part B deductible. So the first time you go to the doctor, the deductible applies, which okay. is $240 this year. Okay, but you pay that the first time and then you're... It's a calendar year deductible. Oh. So once that's satisfied, the you're next good. time after that's satisfied, you go to the doctor, Medicare pays 80%, your supplement pays 20 I got it. Okay. So again, if you wanted to make the changes, now is the time for the supplements? The supplements you can go to anytime. Oh. You have to answer okay. the health questions. Okay. So that all depends on your current health situation then. Uh, right. You have to answer health questions. So if you can't qualify, they're going to say they're not going to accept you. Got it. But other things come into play. So you need a, an election period to enroll in a prescription drug card. So if in June you wanted to drop your Advantage plan and go to a supplement, mm-hmm. you could not enroll in a prescription drug card unless you had a special election, like you're losing your employer coverage or you moved or something. Okay. If somebody has coverage, so what are the options of people to have for health insurance then? What are the different options? So somebody under 65, mm-hmm. like I was saying, there's Medicaid expansion. Okay. If they just look at your income and if it's under 138% of the federal poverty level, that would be for Medicaid expansion. Okay. If it's over that, then you're looking at the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Right. And based on your age and income is how much of a subsidy you qualify for. So it might pay part or all of your premium. If you don't qualify for a big subsidy and lower income, you know, there's $9,000 out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So they don't seem all that affordable. But Yeah, yikes. So how are the premiums decided upon? For the Affordable Care Act, the premiums are set. Okay. It's how much of a subsidy you qualify based on your age and income. Now, what about Medicare Advantage premiums? How are those decided upon? So that's through... The insurance companies say, we're going to do it for what Medicare pays us. A few of them charge a little bit more than that. So the Advantage plan says, here are our rates and benefits for this year. Okay. Come October 1st, we're going to find out what they're all doing for 2025. They could, some could go away. There can be some new ones. Benefits change. Co-pays change. Their drug formularies change. Yeah, they do. Do they take inflation into account at all for this? I mean, I don't, but okay. <laughs> I just see what they've been doing. So for the last 10 years or so, for the most part, they seem to be improving their benefits, lowering their max out of pocket, throwing additional benefits in like the dental and vision. Okay, good. But that's no guarantee what they're going to do for next year. Right. They look good. Yeah. So, and I'm glad you said that because my mom, of course, was taking advantage of the new stuff too. So what about a cap on the pocket expenses? Is there a cap? There is a cap on... Kind of, they range from maybe 3600 to 7000 okay. max out-of-pocket in-network. So on the Advantage plans, there's HMOs and PPOs and point-of-service. Mm-hmm. And so on a PPO, the benefits or the out-of-pocket would be higher out-of-network. Okay. With the Medicare Advantage, does it provide more coverage than the original Medicare? So the Advantage plans, every year they're filed with Medicare. Okay. They need to cover everything that Medicare covers mm-hmm. subject to their networks and co-pays. Okay. So what would be some of the extras that are covered? Like the dental benefits, eyewear, gym, gym membership, over-the-counter items, a routine eye exam that's not covered under original Medicare, but it's covered under the Advantage plan. Medicare will pay if there's a medical condition. Okay. So much, so much. So 
how about restrictions? If somebody wants to sign up or they think they want to get Medicare Advantage, what about restrictions on choice of hospital, doctor? Are there restrictions or can they go where they want or how does that work? There, with the HMOs, you know, it needs to be an in-network. Mm-hmm. Around here locally, it seems like they're all pretty inclusive with the hospitals. There's rumblings on the coastlines about doctors and hospitals saying we're not going to take the Advantage plans anymore. Mm. And Mayo Clinic on a lot of them. Oh, really? Now, whether that's part of the negotiation in the next few months, it'll be worked out or not, who knows? I mean, being in the health insurance industry for years, that always seems to come into play. Yeah. That they're not going to be in your network. And then things work out. Last year, they claimed that over 50% of the people have enrolled in Advantage plans. Mm. So if you're enrolled in Advantage, then as long as they're in the network, all is good. And they should be able to find participating doctors and hospitals just fine around here, right? Yes. Okay, good. So let, let me talk more about Medicare Advantage as a bundle. So if you have Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B, Part D is sometimes included. Is that right? So this year, uh, it's included in most of the plans, all but I think about five. Okay. And those are mainly set up for somebody who's getting their meds maybe through the VA. Oh, okay. And so a lot of those offer money back mm-hmm. for your Part B premium. Okay. But they're not going to cover prescription drugs. So with the intent, you're getting those through, um, you know, the VA. Can you give us a rundown on what each part covers, like A, B, and D, just so we know? Uh, part A is hospital and skilled care. Part B is doctors. And, um, and there's home health care that's covered. And that's Part B, too? Home health care is covered under Part A. Part A. Okay. Good to know. And then what about Part D? Part D is the prescription drugs. There we go, the prescriptions. And there's over 20 standalone prescription drug cards to pick from. Wow. Let me ask you this. My mom was recently called by somebody that said, hey, I'm with Medicare. Um, I need you to get your card out and give me the numbers off the back. Is, is that a real person? Because she, she said, I'm not giving you my numbers. She should not give her numbers. She I'm so glad not she caught personal. that because nobody's ever going to call, right? Medicare is not going to call you. Okay, Social Security is not going to call you. Good, because that's a thing now that's happening. There were folks are calling elders and telling them, let me get your numbers. And I'm so glad my mother caught that. So I will tell her that she did the right thing because I kept saying, Mom, I don't think they're going to call you. No, and those people ought to be reported. Yeah. They're not supposed to do that. Right. I'm not supposed to reach out to anybody who hasn't contacted me. Aha. Uh-huh. Either if I've sent out a mailing or what ha- I'm not even supposed to send a random email out. It's all supposed to be they come to their you. generated to talk. Okay, good. Oh, I'm so glad she caught that. That's amazing. Okay. That happens a lot where yeah. people get switched. And like I just said, you know, this happens all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So their out of pocket starts over with the new plan they just went to. So if they've had some hospital stays and maybe they're getting close to 100% coverage on their hospital and doctors, right. now they switch to a new plan, it's going to start over. Ah, yikes. So what about Medicare supplement? Is that the same as Medigap? That is correct. That is the same. I got it right. Look mm-hmm. at that, Matt. Some of it's starting to sink in. So tell us, what does the Medicare supplement cover? And is it only used with original Medicare? Or can you use it with Medicare Advantage? So if you go to the doctor, the doctor bills original Medicare. Okay. Original Medicare's got the same gaps in it. 
the supplements vary. Like, for example, everybody used to get a Plan F. They'd go to the doctor or hospital. Mm -hmm. So if Medicare denies it, the supplement's not going to pay. If Medicare approves it, the supplement's, depending which one you have, you have a Plan F, it's going to fill all the gaps. You have a Plan G, Mm -hmm. which is lower cost. It's going to pay everything but that Part B, all the gaps except the Part B deductible. Okay. A very popular plan now also is a Plan N. What's that? Plan N. The diff- you still pay your Part B deductible. Okay. And then every time you go to the doctor, you pay up to a $20 copay or a $50 emergency room copay. Okay. But the premium's a lot lower. Oh. So really? somebody wants original Medicare, but they don't want to pay the premium of a Plan G, and they're not going to the doctor a lot, a Plan N is something to consider. Okay. So that is if you don't go to the doctor Even a lot. if you do go to the doctor. I mean, it just the supplement rates... Everybody loves a supplement. They love the way it pays. Mm-hmm. The problem is it increases every year on you. Mm-hmm. So it gets pretty out of sight. Yeah. You know, the older you get, the more expensive it gets. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're seeing that for sure. So who should use the original Medicare instead of Medicare Advantage? Who would you recommend that for? I always say it's a comfort level with somebody. Okay. You know... Somebody on original Medicare would say, you know what? I don't want to worry about networks. I don't want to worry about co-pays. And I know my premium is going to go up on me every year. Okay. People on the Advantage plan would say, you know, I'm okay with networks and co-pays. It's more like my work plan. I just soon stick the premium in my pocket mm-hmm. knowing I've got to pay the co-pays. A big knock is the short-term rehabilitative care. Medicare only cover short-term rehabilitative care, like skilled care, like IV therapies, physical therapies, and improving. Got it. They have a three-day hospital requirement Mm -hmm. as an inpatient before you can go to the skilled care facility. Okay. The Advantage plan doesn't have the three-day requirement, but they want you to pre-certify, and they're in there looking at it harder to say, you don't meet the requirements. You need to get out of the facility. Right. Where I hear from the facilities, well, if they're on original Medicare, we'd be able to keep them a little bit longer. We're not doing as much reporting, and we like it better. Oh. You know, this. it's funny that you say that because we just went through that same thing. My mom had to be hospitalized this summer, and it was like, well, can she stay? Can she go? Can she stay in ICU? And it all came down to her coverage, right? And uh, the good news is, in the end, she got most of it covered, miraculously. I mean, she was in there quite a while and then had to go to rehab but her all the plans that she had selected, she had selected correctly, I'm very happy to say. And she wasn't left with that big of a bill. Because we were, we were slightly terrified as her children. Mm-hmm, I bet. <laughs> we were thinking, how long can she be here and how are we going to get this money? But it worked out really well. So I feel like if you select the right plans, it's great, right? And if you don't, well, that's why we have Matt here to help us. So, so are you seeing more folks signing up for Medicare Advantage then? Yes, especially, you know, how much when you factor in a supplement, say somebody's 70 years old, mm-hmm. might be paying $140, $160 for their supplement, plus a drug card, plus their own dental, plus their own eyewear. Right. And then on most of the standalone drug cards, for a brand name drug, they have a deductible on them. Mm-hmm. Most of them are $545, where most of the Advantage plans don't have a deductible. Does that matter as far as prescription if you have them mailed to you? Is there any difference or coverage for that? Because I know a lot of elderly folks in my life tend to like the mail program because it just comes right to their door. They've got their pills. Does that matter at all? 
So on all the standalone drug cards and the Advantage plans that cover prescription drugs, they all have a formulary, their list of preferred drugs. Okay. So they all cover the different categories of drugs. Mm-hmm. They just don't all cover the same drug. Okay. So in some of them, it doesn't make a difference if you pick them up at a pharmacy. You know, they have preferred sure. pharmacies. So right. you need to go to the preferred pharmacy. Some of them don't really have preferred pharmacies, but they might make it an incentive to do mail order. Got so it's it. all kind of all over the board. Yeah, it kind of is. So this is kind of a random question as well. So my mom, various host of problems out there. She's she's doing gangbusters with the selection she's made. If she were to take a turn, God only knows what else this woman could get. Um, with that, if you need to change your Medicare Advantage plan, again, you have to wait till October then? It would be effective January 1st of 2025. Okay, got it. So you're stuck... Unless, so there's special election periods. Okay. If you're low income, you're getting help from Medicare with your prescription drugs or the state paying your Part B or full Medicaid, you can actually make a change once a quarter. Oh, good to know. Once a quarter. Okay. Or if you're in a skilled care facility, that's mm-hmm. another special election period you can make a change. Or you move. So a lot of times somebody might be on an Advantage plan in California and they move to Omaha to be right. closer to Well, that. They cannot keep the advantage plans they had they had in California. Oh, because so. it's based on that county. So they involuntarily lost their advantage plan, meaning they can get a Medicare supplement without answering health questions. Got it. Oh, so <laughs> that's not so good though. Is that not so good then to move? I mean, you still get to start over here, but is it the same where if you paid out of pocket? I mean, you know, if you're moving, you're moving. Right. So then what are your options? Your options, you can't keep the Advantage plan from the Texas or California. You need okay. to pick one that's offered in Douglas County, for right. example. Okay. And I didn't know that. It was by county. By county. Ah, okay. So even between um, Douglas and Pottawatomie County, the plans are not all the same. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how you guys do this. All right. So talk to us about the Inflation Reduction Act and how does that affect Medicare? So on the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed or signed August 16, 2022. Mm-hmm. So last year in 2023, if you qualified for extra help with your prescription drugs through Medicare, mm-hmm. you might qualify for 25, 50, 75, or 100 percent help on your prescriptions and cost with a premium. Okay. For 2024, it's just do you qualify or not? Oh. Which makes it a lot simpler because yeah. somebody's a dollar over now they're they didn't get all the benefits. Right. Um, also, on your prescription drug side of it, there's different parts of it. There's the deductible. Okay. Then the initial coverage level where you pay roughly 25% of the cost of the meds. Okay. And then when the total cost of drugs hit about $5,000, mm-hmm. you're in the donut hole or the coverage gap. Got it. And you pay 25% of the cost of the medications till the total cost, the total cost of the med, not the 25 you paid. Okay hit Mm $8,000, then you're in catastrophic. Last year, you had a copay in catastrophic. This year, you do not, which is a big benefit. Do we expect that's going to stay like that? I would think so. Okay, I hope so, because that is a good deal. Oh, my goodness, Matt, so much. Okay, so here we are, and we've got until March 31st then to, again. And there's a couple more things on the uh, affordable on the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Yes, please do tell so us. So on insulin, they limit it for covered insulins to a $35 monthly copay. Okay. 
Also, in 2025, the max amount of pocket on the prescription drugs is going to $2,000. Okay. And you'd be able to say, I want to, you know, just normal way it goes, mm-hmm. or I want to average it out over 12 months. That's okay. what they're saying today. Okay. Um, more vaccines are covered. Oh, good. At 100 recommendations by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices for like uh, zero copay for like shingles, whooping cough, and more. Good. Good, good, good. Also in 2024, Medicare is going to negotiate 10 prescription drugs like Eliquis, Jardian, Zeralto, Junivia. Okay. So they'll negotiate it in 2024 to go effective in 2026. Ah. So are these drugs that are pretty common? They're expensive medications, brand name drugs that are highly utilized. Okay. Got it. I like that. So they can go in then as a group and bargain those prices down. Is that correct? See, that's that's the plan. Medicare is going to negotiate with them and that they can't increase it more than inflation goes up or they're going to have a penalty. And then 2025, they'll add another 15 drugs that'll be effective in 2027. And so on. I see. Okay. Interesting. Well, we got till March 31st. So... Just a few more questions here. So how does this additional support for low-income people factor into Medicare coverage decisions? Um, it makes a difference on which plans are eligible. So also what's happened with there was a, a moratorium on COVID. Mm-hmm. So people that were getting extra help from Medicaid, okay. they weren't kicking them off. Got it. Now, March 31st of 2023, they removed the moratorium. It started running everybody's budget. And said, okay, really, you don't qualify. We hadn't kicked you off before, but now we're kicking you off. Okay. So a lot of people were getting kicked off because of that. Mm -hmm. Then January 1st, they got a 3.2% raise in Social Security. That's right. About two weeks ago, the federal government released the new poverty numbers. Mm -hmm. They went up about 40 bucks. Mm. So people are getting their budget run again through Medicaid and saying, hey, you no longer qualify your over income. Got it. Whew. There's probably some shocked people. Were there? Oh, I'm definitely. Guessing? I'm getting calls all the time. Oh, okay. So Because there's things they can do to try to keep the Medicaid if it makes sense for them. Sure. Or get their Part B paid for. Okay, good. So we're almost out of time, but is there anything else that folks should know with this particular March end date here or even coming up for the enrollment in the fall? Is there any other thing that you, that you think people should know about? You just have to pay attention to what the plans are in the changes. But the big one, like you mentioned earlier, Medicare, Social Security are not going to call you. Yep. And that happens a lot where people get a call or they call from a number they see on the TV. Yep. And they get switched when... Yep. I don't know where that conversation was going, right, with this woman that called my mom. I mean, I don't know if she was just going to take her number and be done with the call. I don't know. Nope. I think she's going to enroll her in something. Yeah, I think so, too. And my mom, actually, after she had gotten out of the hospital, did enroll in something, and she made a mistake. And she had some paperwork, but we got through it. She corrected it. But that was something as well. But, yeah, let's go ahead and mention that again. If Social Security is not going to call you, neither is anybody from Medicare or Medicaid. So if you get those calls, they're not real. Right. Or if they stop by your door and knock on your door, they're not supposed to do that. Mm-mm. They're not going to ask for your number on the back of your card. They're not going to do that. So it is highly suspect if you get one of those calls. Just hang up. 
Just say no thanks and hang up, right? I do that a lot. Yeah. I get calls all the time. I mean, obviously, I get calls from a lot of people that are looking for help. Right. So I'll listen to it for a little bit. But if it's a robocall or an AI call. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's sad because it's another way that folks prey on the elderly. And that is not cool at all. So, so Matt, we're about out of time. How about a good website so folks can reach out to you for information? So my website's www.mattjetter.com. Okay, and what about a phone number, a good phone number? 402-215-1017. All right, so mattjetter.com, 402-215-1016. whoops, it's Monday, 1017. So if you have any questions, you can call Matt, you can swing by his website, there's a lot of information, but... A good idea to call if you've got questions, because again, Matt, every time I talk to you, I learn something, but then I'm like, what? <laughs> More oh. questions. Oh my gosh. And I was going to mention, I have office space at 11301 Davenport Street. So I'm just a couple blocks south of 113th and Dodge. Oh, good. So easy to get to. So mattjetter.com. Matt, thank you again for coming in. We'll talk again in the fall because this is always just mind boggling, but I got to get this down. So Matt, thank you for joining us. And you have been listening to Community Conversation on Radio Talking Book Service. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. This is the program where we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And this is the Radio Talking Book Network in Omaha, Nebraska. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 50 years. Radio Talking Book is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of Nebraska Public Media. Thank you all for being loyal Radio Talking Book listeners and supporters.